Good morning. Merry Christmas. Yeah, there we go. We got one. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad you guys are here. And for all of you who are uh, in the gallery and in the theater and in some of our uh, additional seating, thanks so much for being with us. We're glad that you're here. Merry Christmas. Uh, and so uh, this this week, uh, past couple weeks actually, uh, leading up to uh, Christmas, my wife and I, we've been, you know, uh, she, she loves to go on time hop where she looks back at all of our kids' pictures and she's like, oh my gosh. Remember when they were this little, you know, and so uh, we got we get, we have a, a nine year old, a seven year old and uh, just turned four year old. And uh, and so we were looking back at some of their pictures and remembering like when they were, you know, uh, like when when our nine year old and our seven year old were just little babies. And we were thinking back, uh, we were actually going down memory lane. You know, we had a kid free night and we were just up and she was wrapping presents. I, I actually don't wrap presents. Uh, it's terrible. I look like it looks like a three year old wrapped them if I wrap them. And so I put all the presents in bags and put tissue paper on top, you know, Uh, which my wife then is like, I just want to unwrap one present. And I'm like, you can, it's like this, you know, Uh, but, but, but so she's wrapping presents and we're going down memory lane and we were talking about, and we were reminiscing and we thought back to uh, my daughter, she's our oldest, uh, her first Christmas. She was about a year old and, uh, and we were, we were celebrating Christmas and we did the thing that like rookie parents, uh, you do this with your first kid where you just like, you overbuy. Uh, you're like, yeah, like they need all this stuff. And you're like, they can't play with anything. You know what I mean? But, but you're, you're, you know, you're getting all these presents and you're going to the store. And I, I was doing it like, uh, you know, this is, this is our first kid. And so we're like, they need all this stuff, these amazing toys. And she's going to love this. I remember, uh, being so impractical as to buy my one year old a Nerf gun. I got her, there was, it was a pink one. And I was like, oh my gosh, girl power. And so I was like, I'm going to get her a Nerf gun. She can, there's no way she can, she just now could use the Nerf gun. She's nine. You know what I mean? So it's been nine years for her to use that gift, but I've had a blast with it. And so, so we got it, you know, we're getting, we're getting these presents, you know, we got all these presents and, and the grandparents, oh my gosh, you guys, the grandparents, grandparents cannot be contained, you know? You're like, hey, go easy. Like, you got nothing to prove. And they're like, nope, all the presents. And so you got all these presents. And I, we, were, we were laughing about it. We're like, gosh, you remember we got to the end of the day. And, and, and you know, we're exhausted um, and from opening all of her presents. And so, like... We've opened all these presents and, 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 and here's our, our one year old and she's, she's sitting on the ground and, and surrounded by amazing gifts, like amazing presents that, uh, thoughtful ones and some of them impractical and some of them just like really, really cool. And so we got all these like presents, which was, which were amazing. Uh, and then here's our one year old and, uh, and what is she playing with on the ground? That's right. The wrapping paper. You know what I mean? She's got a handful of tissue paper and a bow that she's trying to eat, you know? And we're like, you got all these presents, but you're distracted by like some tissue paper. So rookie parents out there, uh, just a heads up, uh, you could have gone cheaper, you know? You, you could have gotten just boxes and tissue paper and you'd have been safe. But um, and you probably do that for a couple years because then when they turn 10, it's way more expensive. So uh, yeah, I know. They're like, I want an iPhone. I'm like, you're not getting that ever. So, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't get mine until I was 17. So, um, yeah, so, so, uh, I, we were thinking about that. We were laughing about that though. And, and, and actually I was reflecting on it and I was like, man, like what's crazy is in the hustle and the bustle of Christmas, uh, we're all in danger of doing that though. 
Uh, we're all in danger uh, of doing exactly what my one-year-old uh, was doing all those years ago uh, in the hustle and the bustle and the gifts and the grind. And for some of us in the grief and then going to grandma's house and going all over the place and, and doing all the stuff and the travel and the entertaining and all of that, we're all in danger of getting caught playing with empty boxes, tissue paper, wrapping paper, and missing the real gift of Christmas. We're in danger of missing the real gift. What all the the hype is about. What started this whole celebration, the real gift uh, that's been given to us. And so for just a few moments this morning, I'm not going to talk too terribly long, uh, but but for a few moments this morning, uh, while while we're all gathered here, I wanted us just to take a moment and to look at the original Christmas story, the one that sparked all the celebration that's been passed on for generations, that, uh, that, that is the reason why uh, we have this, this celebration and this season, right? Like I want us to look back at that original Christmas story and to look at the gift, the original, the real gift of Christmas and to reflect upon that, to receive that, to remember it, to celebrate the gift that was given to us. And so, um, I'm going to be uh, reading the, the account, the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke. Luke was a friend of a friend of Jesus. If you're not familiar with, with Luke, Luke was, uh, he didn't hang out with Jesus personally, but he hung out with some of the, the men and women that hung out with Jesus. And he was so captivated, so moved, so impacted by the story of Jesus, of his life and his death and his resurrection, uh, that he thought everybody in future generations needs to know about this, this story. They need to know about this, this Jesus. And so he, he went about uh, interviewing people and, and studying it and, and asking around. And, and, and he put together an account of the life of Jesus. And this is what Luke writes about the events surrounding the birth of Jesus. This is in Luke chapter 2. He says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. And so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and she placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, A savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Uh, On the night that Jesus was born, angels showed up to some shepherds in a field and they made an announcement that a gift has been delivered, right? Figuratively and literally, a baby has been born. A gift has been delivered, And, and the angel's announcement, they start it with, they say, First of all, don't be afraid. This is actually the way uh, angels always introduce themselves uh, when they show up in the Bible. They show up to people and literally the first thing out of their mouth is always don't be afraid. 
Uh, and that's because it would be terrifying, right? Uh, you would question your sanity or whatever it is you ate earlier that day. You know what I mean? You'd be like, whew. Like, I know Domino's did the new thing with the crust, but what was on that crust? You know what I mean? Like, whoa. And so uh, it would be terrifying, right? To, it'd be terrifying to see something like that. And so they, they start off, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I also think that they were probably scared because uh, if you've ever gotten uh, a call from somebody that doesn't normally call, have you ever, has that ever happened? Your, your mind immediately goes to, this is going to be bad news, right? They don't normally call. Why are they calling? They usually text. Uh, I can't believe they're calling. Or you get a call from your boss. You're like, why is my boss's name? You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, like that makes you nervous. And so this, you know, angels showing up to shepherds. This would be the equivalent of Jeff Bezos calling one of his drivers to let them know that there's going to be a company-wide raise. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, whoa. And so all of a sudden, you're, you're like, wow, like, like, like they're, they're scared. They're terrified. They're assuming this is going to be bad news. This can't be good news. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I've got good news for you. And what's the good news? The good news that they announce is that a savior has been born. The long awaited Messiah, the one that they'd been looking forward to. A savior has been born. And now some of you might be asking, well, why is that? Why, what's, what's the good news of that? What do I need a savior for? What do we need saving from? I mean, I understand why the shepherds would have been excited living in first century Roman occupied Palestine or Jerusalem. You know, like, like I understand why they would have been excited to hear that a savior, a rescuer was coming. But what do I need saving from? I'm an American, you know, what, what, what do I need saving from? And the reality is, you guys, what we need saving from is ourselves. It's our selfishness, our pride, our anger, our hatred, our hypocrisy, our bitterness, our unforgiveness, our carelessness, our cowardice, our corruption, our lust and our lies, our gossip and our greed, our self-righteousness and our rebelliousness. The Bible has a word for this. It's called sin. And we don't like to use that word or think of ourselves in those terms. But, but the reality is the Bible says that all of us are, are sinners. And sin, sin is just an archery term. It means to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark. And the truth is that we're, we're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of, of missing the mark. God's mark that he set for our lives. And also, shoot, just the mark that you set for you. Your own standards. Your, your, your own goals. We miss the mark. We miss the mark in the way that we say and do and think things that end up hurting ourselves or hurting others, right? We all miss the mark. We all fall short. And so uh, we need outside intervention because no amount of effort on our part, no amount of effort or ignoring it can fix the fact that we've missed the mark and that we continue to. We need outside intervention. And that's the bad news. But the angel said, I didn't come to give you bad news. I came to give you good news. And the good news is, is that God knows you've missed the mark. But he didn't send you a judger. He didn't send you a condemner. He didn't send you an accuser. He didn't send you a, a finger pointer. He didn't send you a shamer. No, instead, he has sent you a savior. Someone to rescue us from our sins. Someone who could hit the mark. Someone who could live the life that you and I could never live. Someone to die the death that our sin 
means that we deserve and someone to raise to life again, to invite us into new life and purpose with Jesus. Uh, God has looked at us and sent us a savior. And this is the, the good news of Christmas that the angels declare that God sees us in our sin and sends us a savior that he sees us at our worst. And yet he gives us his best, right? This is the, the good news of Christmas. The angels say, Hey, God sees you and he has sent you a savior to rescue you from your sin and to bring you in to new life, full of peace, full of joy, full of hope, and full of purpose. And the good news keeps getting better. This is the gift of Christmas, but the good news, he says, when you get that good news, it brings great joy, right? Not great shame, not great guilt, not great condemnation, right? Like that's not the message at the heart of Christianity. It's not go home and feel bad about yourself. No, no, no. The message of Christianity is that God has sent us a savior and that's good news that should bring great joy. And what makes it even better is who the gift is for. The angels say, hey, it's for all the people. All the people, anyone and everyone and whosoever would come, right? All the people. I heard a a pastor a few years ago and they were teaching on this passage and they were, uh, they they said that when they were trying to get into, uh, you know, really understanding it better, they were like that all the people, it it felt so vague. It's so broad. It's so general. It's kind of like when you, when you ask somebody, uh, like maybe at the office or, or, or somebody, you know, that your, your spouse or your roommate or whatever, like you ask them where they want to go eat and they say anywhere, they don't mean anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, all, like almost nobody means anywhere. Like if I ask my wife, where do you want to go eat? I don't know, anywhere. And then I'm like, you don't mean that because the second I say where I want, you're going to go, not there, right? Like, and so it's like anywhere. It's so broad. It's so vague, right? It's like, it's like anywhere, like really, I know this great barbecue place in Texas. You want to go there? And they're like, no, not anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so like not anywhere, right? Like, and, and, and sometimes when you read passages like, you know, God loves the whole world or the gift of Christmas is for all people. You're like, all people? Anyone? Everyone? Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Them? That person? The people that are coming over later? Those people? All people? What do you mean? And so this pastor, uh, I heard him, he, he, he didn't exercise. He was like, in order to really like try to make it feel tangible for himself and then for those that he was teaching, he, he said uh, that he went through and, and he, he went through the alphabet. And as he went through the alphabet, he just wrote down uh, people that went along with the alphabet, uh, types of people. And, and, and I liked the exercise. I saw him go through it and I was like, oh, that does seem helpful. And so I decided this week that I was going to make my own list. And so I went through the alphabet in order to help us better understand all people, like who this gift of good news and great joy is really for, who the gift of Jesus is for. And so I went through the alphabet and I wanted to share with you my list. And I know some of you were like, all the way to C. I'll be quick. Now, I wanted to share with you my list so that we can better understand who this gift of good news that brings great joy is really for. So the good news of great joy is for, it's for A, it's for airline pilots, attorneys, ambulance drivers, uh, artists, acrobats, astrologers, auditors, the Amish, the Anglicans, the atheists, the agnostics, adulterers, addicts, the arrogant, and the absent-minded, all people. B, 
Babies and babysitters, you better hold your applause. I'm going all the way. Babies and babysitters and Baptists and bus drivers and boy bands and blondes and brunettes and blue hairs and the bullied and the bullies and the brave and the bossy, the bitter, the bummed out, the burned out, the broke and the broken. All people. C, the CEOs, the custodians, the curious, the cooks, the crooks, the criers, the critics, the cat lovers, and the critics of cat lovers. All people. D, the dads, the dishwashers, the Democrats, the deadbeats, the drama kings, and the drama queens, and the DJs, and the dude who cut you off on your way to church today. E, the Elvis impersonators, environmental activists, evolutionists, exaggerators, emoji users, and my guy Eminem. F, the faithful, the faithless, the fearless, the fearful, the forgetful, the forgotten, the frustrated, and the flaky. All people, right? G, the goody two-shoes, the grateful, the generous, the greedy, the glamorous, the grouchy, and the guilty. All people, y'all. H, the hard workers and those hardly working. The harsh and the homeless and the Harley riders and the hipsters, right? I, the introverts, the illusionists, the influencers, and IRS agents, right? Like J, the janitors, the jugglers, the late-night jammers and talk show host named Jimmy. All people, right? K, Chloe, Courtney, Kim, Kylie, Kendall, and Kanye. And all the Karens of the world, right? All people, L, the lazy, the loud, the lethargic, the landscapers and the lawyers, the lunch ladies and the latte lovers, M, mimes and Mennonites and missionaries and moms and mask wearers and the meticulous and the mischievous and the malicious and the people that wear Mickey Mouse ears when they go to Disney World, right? N, the nerdy, the needy, the narrow-minded, the naive and the narcissistic, O, the obnoxious, the old-fashioned, and y'all, listen, any name you've ever read in the obituaries, I'm telling you all people. P, the preachers, the politicians, the police officers, the protesters, the patient and the pushy, the peacemakers and the prideful. Q, the quiet, the quitters, the questioning. R, real estate agents, Republicans, road ragers, the responsible, the rebellious, the reclusive, the reluctant and those that are filled with regrets. The sassy, the spunky, the sarcastic, the serious, the self-loathing, and the self-righteous. T, the telemarketers, the TV reporters, the teenagers, the talented and the timid, the trainers, and the train wrecks. U, the uptight, the upset, the unsuccessful. V, the victorious, the victims, the vegetarians, and the vegans. W, the well-behaved and the wicked, the warrior and the whiny, and the waitress at Waffle House, and the man living in the White House. All people, X, X X-ray technicians. That's all I had. That's all I got. Yeah, somebody's going to tell me xylophone players, and I'm like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Them too. Why? The young and the young at heart, the yellers and the loud yawners, Z, the zealous, the zany, and yes, even zoo keepers, right? All people. You want to know who the good news of great joy is for? You want to know who this Savior is for? It's all people. It's all people. Yeah, now you can clap. Yeah. And do you want to know who else all people includes, y'all? It includes you. It includes you, young you, and old you, you without makeup, you without muscles, 
You at your best and you at your worst confuse you and content you. Self-conscious you and self-confident you. Unemployed you and entitled you. And fearful you and lonely you and guilty you and grieving you. Bitter you and broken hearted you. Adorable you and unlovable you. Single you and divorced you. Separated you and widowed you. Angry you and cynical you, hopeless you and hopeful you. Happy to be home for Christmas you and hardly even making it through the season you. The angel says, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. A savior has been born. A gift has been delivered. And that gift is for you. That's the gift of Christmas, you guys. That's the real gift. The gift that's available to you and to me. And what makes it so good is that you can't work hard enough to pay for it. You couldn't behave well enough to deserve it. But it's yours. It's given to you because your heavenly father loves you so much. And doesn't want anything to separate you from him. And so he's given you a gift. A savior. A messiah. A lord. And all you have to do is by faith receive him. To say I want the gift. I want that gift. And he will enter into your life and he will give you all the grace, all the love, all the forgiveness, all the acceptance you could ever ask for, all the joy and all the peace and all the hope and all the purpose you could ever need. It's yours in this gift, Jesus. So this season, back to where we started, don't miss the gift. The real gift is here. It's among us. It's yours. Don't miss the gift in the hustle and the bustle in the gift giving and the grind and the going back and forth between families and all that kind of stuff. Don't miss the gift. Don't find yourself playing with empty boxes and tissue paper. Don't miss the gift. Receive it. Reflect on it. Celebrate it. The gift has been given. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Is for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior is born. He's the Messiah, the Lord. And pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you that even though we miss the mark, even though we fail and we fall short, God, you see us, you love us, you care about us. So you haven't crossed your arms in disappointment. You haven't pointed your finger in judgment. Instead, no, in love, you sent us a gift in the form of a baby boy who would grow up to be a man, die on a cross and raise again to offer us freedom and forgiveness and acceptance and love. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. I pray you would help us. Help us to receive it. Help us to remember Help us to reflect on it, celebrate it. Help us not to miss the gift and the craziness of the season. We love you, trust you. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.